0: All right. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning into The Kelly Roach Show. I have an amazing guest for you today, and we are going to be digging into talking about how to leverage emotional intelligence for a high-performance breakthrough. And uh, Dr. Shimala Kiru is with us here today, and she's going to break it all down for us, and we're going to talk about how you can increase your performance leveraging her techniques and strategies. So first of all, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation.
0: It is such a great conversation that is not mainstream enough. I think people know the words uh, emotional intelligence, but I don't think that they quite understand how to think about emotional intelligence, how to leverage emotional intelligence and and what it can mean for them in achieving their goals. So before we dig into that, talk to me a little bit about how did you land on this as a core premise uh, of, of something that you wanted to really get out in the world and help people with?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think um, like many of us in the entrepreneurial space, there are so many different um, parts of my life that sort of intersected to get to this point. So I'll give you the highlights. So bef- I, I was a therapist for 20 years. So I practiced yeah. psychotherapy, my doctoral degrees and couple and family therapy. So um, for a very long time, for decades, I was very, very interested in um, how our individual set of skills impacted our ability to navigate our relationships in particular. But before I even became a therapist, I was actually in human resources. So I used to work for one of the big banks. I'm Canadian um, and I was in human resources. And in the corporate sector, Kelly, we talk a lot about emotional intelligence. So this would have been over two decades ago. Um, And in that space, we hear a lot about emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence skills were being taught and were being leveraged by C-suite employees within organizations. And traditionally, especially back then, uh, most of those were men, right? So it was mostly men that were sitting at that table having those conversations and who had access to this this incredible set of skills. And so when I moved out of the corporate sector and moved into the field of mental health and specifically relationship therapy, um, this set of skills kept showing up for me clinically as an incredible intervention that would really allow women to show up more powerfully in their personal lives and in their relationships. so fast forward now a couple of decades, you know, as a psychotherapist, I moved into the coaching space as a leadership mentor. And it was the same set of skills. Mm-hmm. So this is a sort of a theme that's carried me through, I would say almost like three different careers. yeah. yeah. Um, But it's this set of skills, and I'm sure we'll dig into what emotional intelligence actually means, but it's this beautiful set of skills that we can all learn, that can be taught, that really does allow us to navigate not just our professional lives, but also our personal lives.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I want to dig into that in just a second. But I thought that was really interesting what you said about how this was so commonplace with men in the corporate world, but not so much with women. Uh, what are you seeing today? Like, are are you seeing that that more women are educated on how to leverage emotional intelligence? Are you still finding that this is a very male dominated field? Like, fast forward to what you're seeing in the world today, and and kind of share a little bit of insight with us there.
1: Yeah, thanks for asking that question. Um, y- you know. I don't know that I'd ever really thought about it until you asked me. I'm seeing more talk about emotional intelligence. I think when, now when I say EQ, the name of my company is the EQ code. When I say EQ, people kind of know what it is. Um, They understand what emotional intelligence is. However, I will say one of the things that I've noticed in conversations that I've had around emotional intelligence is that, When women define emotional intelligence, we seem to only define it across one vertical. Mm -hmm. Whereas when men define emotional intelligence, particularly from the corporate sector, they define it across several verticals, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So when I speak with women around emotional intelligence, usually... Their response is, well, I guess it's the ability to be aware of what we're feeling and to really, you know, have control of what we're feeling or manage our emotions like, you know, it's that's what emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And for sure, that's an important vertical. But the other pieces that I think we are missing in the leadership space for women um, is how this then translates into how we communicate. Mm -hmm. And how this then translates into how we navigate our relationships Mm -hmm. and how this then translates into how we lead.
0: And I think that's those are the important
1: pieces of the puzzle that are often missing from the conversation for us.
0: Yeah. No. And that's so interesting. I was just looking at some statistics over the last couple of days because I have a separate company that focuses on uh, instilling courage and confidence in young girls. And so I was looking at some statistics and it was saying, you know, 54% of breadwinners are now female. Although uh, we're seeing this explosion in females that are leading companies, starting businesses, running them. Um, most of them have almost no business education, almost no leadership education and so it's almost like uh, the the tides are changing so much with women stepping into leadership roles, running companies, uh, you know leading their own, employing others, becoming uh, these forward-facing leadership figures but they're not fully equipped uh, with the tools that are needed to to accomplish what they want to. so it sounds like, what you're doing with this education around emotional intelligence can really be a part of helping uh, not just women, women and men, right? Because um, we have many male listeners this show. I love you guys too. Um, you know, but but really closing that gap of now we're in this position of leadership. How are we making sure that we're equipped to uh, successfully navigate the, the things that we're going to come across? So, I, that's really exciting to me, the work that you're doing. Um, talk to us a little bit about like the way that you define emotional intelligence because you kind of shared a little bit of, you know that narrow window of how a lot of people look at it, but it's so much more than that and it impacts every interaction that we really have with other people, right? Yeah, yeah. you're
1: asking great questions. <laughs> you, must, you must have like done this a time or two. Um, <laughs> I love these questions. Okay, so for me, like first of all, let me say, What I was noticing in my clinical practice that led me to become really interested in emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence, what I noticed, um, and I noticed this in particular because I was working with so many women, for women in particular, that when our relationships, our primary relationships are in distress, it was one of the leading causes of mental health distress for women when they just did not know how to navigate their relationships. They didn't know how to own their space. They didn't know how to set a boundary. They didn't know how to be have really honest conversations. Mm -hmm. And this caused a lot of mental health distress for women. Um, And once they learned how to actually navigate their relationships with confidence and with ease, it often alleviated the symptoms of anxiety and depression.
0: Okay. So this was
1: that. Yeah. Right. And I could relate to it, right. As a woman myself and navigating motherhood and all, you know, all the things. And, and um, so this is sort of what birthed this real passion for emotional intelligence. And so the way I've come to define it is to understand it in the context of what we need to be successful in our lives, both personally and professionally. So I see emotional intelligence as really the intersection between two, Primary areas. So it it is about self management. There's absolutely the how do I lead myself part of emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. The other piece, though, is relationship management. Mm -hmm. So as I lead myself, how do I then interact with, engage with, how do I show up in the world around me? Whether that's in my home or whether that's in my business or wherever it is, you know, how do I, how do those two pieces intersect? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's the important piece and when I look at the self-management piece we call it emotional mastery inside of the EQ code it's how do I learn to feel my feelings and actually become a master of them how do Mm -hmm. I use my emotions how do I actually allow them to to inform
0: yes yes right it's not about not feeling your feelings do you find that Do you find that a lot of people, because they don't have mastery over processing of their emotions, that it holds them back from making the right business decisions, the right? Leadership decisions, because they're not properly feeling and then processing and then leveraging what they're processing to make decisions. Like talk to me about both. I'm interested in both the pros and the cons. Mm -hmm. So the pros of what happens when you actually understand how to process these emotions and how to make decisions because of it and the cons of, what are we probably most of us living in right now, not knowing like, cause you don't even know what you don't know. Right. It's the same thing I say with courage and confidence. People didn't believe that you could build courage and confidence as a set of skills. I believe that you can, Mm -hmm. I dedicated a whole, a whole company to it and, and it's true. And I know it to be true. You're now teaching something that people for the most part, probably don't even realize that it, it is a set of skills that you can empower them to learn and then have this byproduct of a better life, less anxiety, less stress, better results because of. So can you talk a little bit about the pros of what happens when someone does understand how to do exactly what you just described and the cons, which is probably what we're all experiencing right now because we just don't know what we don't know. I'd yes, love to hear both sure. sides of it.
1: Yes. Let me start with the cons because I think um, – this is sort of easy to understand. We have this misconception that if we ignore what we're feeling, or if we um, don't make space for what we're feeling, or if we don't process our feelings, that they sort of dissipate or go away. Um, And you and I probably would agree that that's not true. What actually ends up happening is those feelings become, it's almost like they become frozen inside of us. Like think Mm -hmm. of them like literally freezing inside of us. Mm -hmm. And this is what creates... Trauma and you can we can use the term trauma with a yeah. small t. It's it's yeah. the small things that happen yeah. that when they go unprocessed, they actually remain frozen within our body and they have ongoing impacts on our ability to make clear decisions, on our ability to speak our needs, on our ability to let people down, on our ability yeah. to lead. Our mm-hmm. lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the, the major con is we get stuck in a fear-based response mm-hmm. and we get stuck in fear-based leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we learn how to process our emotions, the biggest thing that people tell me is they have this <sighs> huge exhale yeah. that happens. Yeah. Because things don't feel as heavy. Yeah. Right. Things don't take up as much real estate in our minds. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't take up as much space inside our chest, that tightness in our chest that we could feel that thing in the pit of our stomach that we feel that we know that we can process all of that. It doesn't mean that we don't feel things, Kelly. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that we don't have hard days. I have those all the time. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I
1: know I can trust myself. To lead myself
0: through that, yeah, yeah, right. It's that self-trust. People are needing an exhale right now, Mm. and I think that the normal tools that we have been taught, um, in a lot of ways, don't necessarily serve our highest good when it comes to mental health. And I think what you're talking about here is really a revelation for people around the way that they're processing stressors in their life and an alternate way of processing those things um, that is a much healthier one. And I do think right now, more than anything, people need tools. They need tools to process things in their life and in their business that are going to facilitate positive movement in their mel- mental health um, versus what you know everyone has accumulated. Everyone's accumulated a lot of baggage and a lot of weight over the last couple of years for all different reasons, for everybody's experience has been completely different, right? There were set things that happen. Everyone's experience of that was totally different. But what I love about what you're talking about here is you're giving a set of tools and a pathway for processing and managing and and processing, like working through those things that, that allows for a positive opening in people's mental health, which I feel like is really needed right now. Really, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, what what are some of the the starting points when you know when you begin to work with someone on this and they come to you and and they probably don't even realize exactly what it is that they need. They just recognize they need something different than what they're feeling or experiencing right now. What are some of the first things that you do with people?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the starting point really does vary. I mean, we live. We're so fortunate. We live in a time where I think most of us um, understand the value of personal development. Yes. I'm so grateful. You know, we, we live in this time. I know you're a mom, like so grateful to be, you know, raising children in this time where we understand the value of personal growth. And in my opinion, you know, nothing grows unless we grow, right? We grow first. Everything else follows. So I think there's a variety of different starting points for most of the women that I meet. Um, But if I'm working with a woman who has done very, very little uh, personal development work, maybe she's done little or no therapy in her life. Um, She's never had a mentor. One of the first things I notice is that her life typically lacks the structure required to feel her feelings. In fact, she's probably set her life up in a way to not feel her feelings. Mm -hmm. So she's very busy. She's Mm -hmm. booked back to back. She's overscheduled. She's Mm -hmm. distracted. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody else's problems are priority. Yeah. There's, there's literally no space in her Mm -hmm. physical calendar, right. In her day to actually feel her feelings. The first foundational step of emotional intelligence is to actually be able to not just think our feelings meaning <clears throat> it's not just about saying "Hmm, I know I'm really frustrated right now mm-hmm. the cognitive conception of your feelings yeah. but to actually experience them inside of your body and so mm-hmm. the first step is actually uh, very practical it's, it's looking at her schedule and saying can we prioritize you Mm -hmm. your personal growth, your goals, your desires. And can we do that tangibly by finding a routine, a a time in your day
0: that's just for you to sit with yourself? So good. So good. I love that. Okay, good. All right. So probably a lot of people listening are like, okay, so I'm 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 there at step one. That that's where I need to start. I love it. And and so once they do that, how do you help people then? I guess if we look at the other side. So now you've been working with someone, you've taken them through your process, they're in your incubator, and now they really understand the tools and and how to work through leveraging emotional intelligence. What are some of the biggest changes that people tend to see in their lives, in their results, in their uh, happiness, in in their business when they've gotten to the other side and they've actually gone through and done this work?
1: Yeah, great question. So from the emotional mastery perspective, one of the biggest outcomes that we see is the ability to genuinely feel calm and confident regardless of external circumstances. Mm, I love
0: that. Genuine is the the key word here, right? Because
1: we can pretend, we can fake it, we can look like we're we're calm and we're we're responding, but feel very reactive on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So, the first and I think the most powerful outcome is the ability to feel calm and confident regardless of what's happening around us and to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the second outcome that we see is the ability to enter into any difficult conversation without fear of the outcome. Doesn't mean we can control the outcome, doesn't mean we can manipulate or nor should we try and manipulate the outcome, but we can enter into any difficult conversation, if that's with a team member, if that's with a client, if that's with our partner, enter into those difficult conversations without being afraid of what that outcome is and without being being attached to the outcome. We call that fearless communication. Love it. Love it. That's so
0: powerful.
1: Thank you. The third outcome is the ability to set and maintain boundaries without guilt.
0: Mm. Right. Really
1: being okay. able to, because a lot of us n- know intuitively that boundaries are important and we need them everywhere, and they're super kind and that they elevate relationships. Um, but to be able to set and maintain a boundary is often really difficult because of all yes. of our conditioning. Yes. And then our final outcome is uh, to be able to make decisions that are truly aligned with
0: our values.
1: Mm. rather
0: than others' expectations of us. So good. So good. So needed. I, I can see this just completely transforming someone's life, like end to end. Absolutely. Because I think, and I say this all the time, I think most of the decisions that the average person makes are out of fear, obligation, or a past commitment they're not out of alignment with their actual values and belief system of who they are and where they are in their life today. It's like we're reliving something that is not even ours um, out of habit, out of commitment, out of guilt, whatever the case. And so I think that work that you're doing with people to help them start living from a place of their values and making decisions today from today. Not from yesterday, not from what was passed down, not from you know the guilt that was instilled in you from the last generation or whatever it is, right? That that's huge. That's so transformative. I love it. This is really powerful work that you're doing. And I'm so glad we had an opportunity to explore it a little bit on the show today. Now, I know you are doing a three-day masterclass coming up where people can learn a little bit about the processes that you teach and about your methodology, which is awesome. So can you talk a little bit about what are you going to be teaching in the three-day series? Where can people find out more? More about it, and what can they do to uh, find you online and connect with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, this masterclass is called Magnetism, and I'm super excited to teach this masterclass because I think for me, you know, I'm in my mid 40s now, um, coming out of my career as a psychotherapist, still have my psychotherapy clinic, moving into my career as a coach, you know, inside the EQ code. One of the things I've realized, Kelly, is that um, the most important skill, the most important marketing tool that we can have in our business is us. It's our, it's our personal magnetism. It is, it is how we hold our space. Yep. Wherever we show up, doesn't matter where we show up, but it's how we hold our space. That is the most attractive, radiant
0: thing about a leader. So true. I, I could not agree more. I could not agree more right yeah. like it's so not yeah. and
1: it's it's awesome because it's it's not about the credentials it's not about another degree it's not about the letters behind our name mm-hmm. it's about who we are when we do all the things yeah absolutely. so in this 3-day masterclass that's what we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about what does magnetism really look like like let's put the tactics and the strategies and the, all the things aside for a moment just for a moment they're important we use them yeah but let's focus in here, right? In terms of, you know, what happens for us on the inside when we show up speaks so much more powerfully than the words that we use. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what
1: defines the space that we hold in the marketplace.
0: Oh, that is so good. I mean, that's, that's it right there. Because I think that for so many business owners, there's such a huge disconnect between the results that they want to create in their business and how they're treating themselves. And the the magnetism that you're talking about, that's a byproduct of how you're living every area of your life. And it comes through regardless of whether you want it to, or you're intentionally trying to like show up in a certain way or not. Like It's just how you hold the space is so much deeper and it's more powerful than whatever you're trying to portray to the person that's interacting with you and I think that um, that's really that's really powerful for any business owner that's like yeah I'm putting out all the effort but I'm not receiving back what I'm looking for and it's like yeah because you know sometimes effort and the ability to like, magnetize from the inside out and then attract and radiate that back to you. Those are two different things, right? That's
1: right. And yeah. and the truth is like really when we can dial in this set of skills, we mm-hmm. can attract effortlessly. Yeah, And then we can employ any strategy. There's lots of beautiful yeah. marketing strategies out there, right? Mm-hmm. We
0: can employ mm-hmm. any strategy and it'll, I believe it'll work it's how we're being it's it, there's so much more to it than the, yes the the strategy has to be layered on the energy and the energy comes from inside right yes. yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. So this is going to be amazing. I'm, I'm so excited to share. Where can people learn more about the masterclass, get signed up, get started? Mm-hmm. When is it happening? All that good stuff.
1: Yes. Yeah. So you can either go to our website, cause that's an easy name to remember the EQ We will have a link like right when you land there to yeah. join us for the masterclass, or you can come find me on Instagram. We always have our latest offerings linked up on Instagram. I'm sure you'll connected into the show notes a little bit harder yeah. to
0: spell it's my famous. name but it is dr <laughs> <Don't worry>. yeah in the show notes don't worry I had to practice a couple times you, you were very patient I was like let me just work on that um we'll put that in the show notes though for everybody Awesome. Well, I think the work that you're doing is super important. Uh, I think it's it's just transforming people's lives from the inside out. And I love that you're getting it out there in the world and helping to make emotional intelligence something that becomes more commonplace among women, not just men, um, but that we all as entrepreneurs can use and leverage in our everyday lives to achieve the things that we want to feel and experience and and accomplish in our lives. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was absolute pleasure having you here. And guys, all the details about the masterclass and how to get in touch are going to be in the show notes down below. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on today. All right, guys, we'll see you back here next week. Thanks for tuning in.